I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Welcome. You found it. You found the podcast. I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. I am your host, Bill Flanagan. And uh, it's been raining a lot here. A lot of rain. Had a leak in the roof. It's not, that's not good. Because then you think, well, then it's going to be mold. And then it's going to kill you when you breathe in the spores. That's where my mind goes. But the leak's been located. It's been remedied. Everything's drying out. The little spot in my study that I'm looking at right now as I report as I record this podcast will be fixed, taped, floated, whatever. It's not that bad. It's just the idea of it. And you have no control over it. The rain and the water do what it do. It does what it wants to do. Guys, hope you're doing good. Um, we got a few things to cover today. The first thing right out of the gate is this new company. I saw this truck and it had this name of the company on the side of the truck. Honey Bucket. Honey Bucket. And I thought, oh, they're delivering honey. You know, local honey, localized bee pollen honey, craft honey to little specialty stores. Honey Bucket. Thinking, yeah, I like honey. My grandfather put honey on everything he ate, lived to be 92. I think it was because, partially, because of honey. I don't particularly eat a lot of honey. I like honey. Just don't think about putting it on stuff. Anyway, Honey Bucket. This whole trip down memory lane with my grandfather and everything. I get up closer. Guess what it is? It's a porta potty company that delivers, you know, porta potties to construction sites and events. Well, let's talk about that. I guarantee you, inside of that porta potty are a lot of things. Honey is not one of them. You talk to the dudes that are pumping those things empty. I am positive there is no honey coming out of there. What the hell? Talk about the most misnamed. It should be crap bucket. Doo-doo bucket. Pot to piss in bucket. Honey bucket? This is super irritating to me. It's like, dude, that's not honey. It's the opposite of honey. The far opposite of honey. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm disconcerted with the name of that company. I hope the name of that company hears me. I'm not going to call them and tell them. I'm not going to get on their website. I might get on the website after I'm done. I'm just curious to see, Honey Bucket. And then what's the tagline under that? What, what, what could they possibly say? Yeah, it's not honey. It's not really honey. That's what it should be. Honey Bucket Porta Potties. Yeah, we're not, we don't have nothing to do with actual honey. Guys, as, ever, as you know, as this uh, Memorial Day weekend showed us, things are opening up. You know what that means for me? Concerts. I love going to concerts. I had quite a few concerts get canceled. The t- tickets that were in hand. I had Alanis Morissette tickets. 
last year, last summer. I had Psychedelic Furs tickets, and I had Motley Crue at the new Ranger Stadium indoor. It was Motley Crue, it was Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Poison. It was like a little festival, really. And I happened to get really good seats for those. I ended up getting refunds on on all of them except the Alanis set because I didn't actually buy those tickets. I gave my buddy some money and he bought the tickets. And it's out at the racetrack and it's gonna be in August, it's gonna be a million degrees and I don't know if I'll go. I'll probably see if he can find a buddy to cover it. But I mean, I like Alanis set. I kinda got a, a crush on her. You know, and she's married to just a dude, just a regular dude. Why can't it be a dude like me? I mean, does he have money? Is he rich? I mean, and she just had a kid. She's like 40. It's like, she's out there doing stuff with just a normal dude. A little bit jealous of that dude. How did he do it? I don't know. So those are the concerts. Uh, Psychedelic Furs, I just found out today, are coming to Austin. You don't care, but I do. I've seen them, I don't know, a dozen times. They're one of my favorites. They're great. They're one of the, the best 80s bands. Most iconic one of the most interesting sounding bands, certainly the, the vocalist, Richard Butler. They just put out a new album last year, first one in 29 years, pandemic shut down their tour. That is bad timing. 29 years between albums. I bought the album on cassette. I just, I don't know why, I should have bought it on CD. Or, I just bought it on cassette. I don't even have a cassette player. But you know what I do have? I have a little adapter for my eight tracks. I can put my cassette in this adapter and listen to it. And that's what I did. But it didn't sound that good because that adapter sucks. <clears throat> um, you know, I got a problem here. I tend to watch a lot of YouTube videos about all different kinds of things. I watch Mouse Mousetrap Mondays with Sean Wood. He talks about Mousetrap. It's fascinating. Strange dude, but... You need to watch that. I'll go back and watch the whole catalog. Fascinating. I don't know where this guy lives, but there's a lot of rats and mice. I would move. I mean, he's trapping zillions of rats and mice every time for his videos. I'm thinking, where where do you live? Man, he lives out in the country. It's like I had no idea there were so many. I watched this guy that uh, takes old rusted stuff and he makes it look brand new. I can't remember the name of his. Like it, it's like some restoration channel. And then I watch uh, things I really don't need to be watching, like planes crashing videos, the Flight Channel. They use uh, recreations, they don't actually show much. And I watch a lot of that, I watch a lot about, I don't like flying, so why am I watching plane crashing videos? Because I'm stupid. You know what else I'm terrified of? Tornadoes, been in a few, one really big one, the Gerald Tornado, you can Google that was on the highway with my son. He was about five or six. And I'm terrified of tornadoes. So what do I do? I watch a lot of tornado videos. They're impressive and horrifying. Sometimes you'll see some little wimpy tornado, some little F1, you know, it just kind of swirls around, it's nothing. And then you see these videos where the sky has fallen, kills dozens of people. And I'm sitting there watching these videos with my mouth hanging open like, some crazy person. The El Reno tor tornado, the Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, you couldn't pay me to live there. It's horrifying. So there's not a whole lot of local 
um, news channels in, in Oklahoma. There's one out of Oklahoma City. There might be one out of Tulsa, and that's it. So when there's bad weather anywhere in the state of Oklahoma, everybody in Oklahoma gets broken into by the local channel because there's just like one or two of them. Way up near the Kansas border where my cousin lives, Oklahoma City's constantly breaking in, and he says, yeah, you can't watch TV in the spring and summer here because if you're trying to watch a show and there's any weather anywhere in the state, they're going to go live and talk about it. That's all they're going to do, and you'll miss your show. He gets really annoyed. He goes, I understand people need to be safe, but when you're talking about weather that's, you know, 250 miles away, I have to watch, and, and it's bone dry here. So, that, that's, I don't know what you do about that. Hey, um, you know giraffes can get 19 feet tall? How the F does a giraffe function in society? In giraffe? That big of a neck? I, I, you know, you see pictures of these, these giraffes are splaying their freaking legs so they can, you know, do something on the ground or they're banging necks like trunks battling each other. It's like, that just sounds, that's an animal that just has, just living's got to be tough. It just doesn't make any sense for nature to have made a giraffe. How do you evolve into that? Oh, but my neck's reaching up to get, you know, little leaves off of the trees. There's no way that's going to do that in a million years. It just cannot be that way. Evolution, my neck's going to stretch an extra 17 feet. I'm not buying it. Giraffes are some freaky shit. Don't even talk about giraffes and their mating rituals. You can Google that for yourself. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, we're going to skip the Chalky Chalk Report because the chalk has moved from my knees to my back today. Actually, for about the last week. I'm, I need to go to the chiropractor. He always just cracks me up really good. It's one of my, my most favorite things in the world, but I hardly ever go. I'm almost there. I've suffered enough. So my knees, yeah, they're fine. Dr. Paul Berg, sponsor of the Chalky Chalk Report. It's the chalky back report. You know, when your back hurts, you can't do anything. You sit there. You can hardly walk the dogs. But I did it because they need it. <sighs> that was a big sigh because I'm fixing to come clean. I'm getting ready to um, tell you a story that will frighten you that will make you wonder why did this happen? Why did you do this? First of all, I was like mm, 20. So when I was 20 back in 1983, you know, it was cool on dudes mustaches. I've talked about it. I've had big mustaches before. And I, I texted my son. I said, have you ever talked about this story? He goes, I don't think so. Cause you know what? There's a good chance I may have told this story at a previous episode, but I don't think I have. So I checked with him. He goes, no, I don't don't remember that story. So if you've heard this story, I'm blaming him because he's got a better memory than I do. 1983, you got Matt Houston, who was played by the legendary actor Lee Horsley from Mule Shoe, Texas, ironically enough. How weird would it be to have a last name of Horsley 
in the town of Muleshoe. That, that doesn't compute for me. So he, anyway, you know how he combated that? People teasing him? He just grew a badass mustache, and they just go, ooh, that is Lee Horsley with his badass mustache. Of course, we had Tom Selleck with the badass mustache, and every porn actor on the planet with a badass mustache. So in 1983, if you were anybody, any kind of man at all, you grew a mustache. So if you were in college, you know, most guys couldn't grow a good mustache. You know, it looked like a little spider web, you know, loitering on their upper lip. But, you know, I was determined to have a quality mustache. Both my brother-in-laws, who I looked up to at the time, quality mustaches. It's like, I, I got to get me one of those. So, my journey began to grow a mustache. And my first one was not that great. But that's okay. You know, it is what it is. You try what you can do. So I'm looking in the mirror, you know, I'm kind of looking at this mustache and it's, you know, I don't even know if I ever even took scissors and trimmed it, which shows you the slow growth potential. And I'm looking in the, you know, I'm in the bathroom. I'm, you know, just taking status report of my mustache. And it's like, yeah, it's not that great. <clears throat> well, I have three older sisters. And at that time, at least two of them were probably living at home. At least one of them. Fuck, I don't know. But inside the bathroom that we shared was just you know, makeup stuff, cold cream, crap everywhere. And I noticed mascara sitting there, like I did every day for my life, pretty much. <clears throat> and I came up with a brilliant plan. I wonder if I can mascara my mustache. So I look at the mascara, it says waterproof. I go, well, that's good. I can go swimming still. Don't worry, I'm, there's no swimming in this story. You're probably thinking, oh, he would swim. It's like, no, I wish. I wish it was like that. So <clears throat> this particular brand of mascara, Maybelline, Revlon, one of those probably, the applicator was not a brush or a curved brush that you always see on, on TV or on commercials, whatever. This, I don't even think they do this anymore. This was actually a miniature comb, a tiny little comb. Never seen one like it. This particular brand had a comb applicator. So I go, well, that's, that's perfectly made for me to apply some mascara with this small miniature comb on my mustache. It was brown, like my hair. So I started experimenting and I started putting it on Sometimes a glob. Sometimes I had to wipe things off with a Kleenex on the applicator. And I was probably in there an hour figuring out. At some point, I looked at my mustache and it looked glorious. It just popped. And it looked completely natural. It didn't look like I had anything on it. <clears throat> it just looked like I had badass mustache hairs on steroids. It's like now I have a real motherfucking mustache you're probably saying well you can't do that every day you want to bet every day as part of my morning routine right there with blow drying my magnificent hair back in the 80s was me dolling up my mustache you're probably saying how long did you do this a long time like years at least a year no more than two a year and a half 
Because after a while, then, you know, the testosterone kicked in and I did have a badass mustache. But back then, when I was just figuring some stuff out, my body was just now starting to grow some badass mustache hair. Still working on that. And I remember coming out of that bathroom with that glorious mustache, fully mascara, thinking, fuck you, world. I own you. And I walked around town and I went to class and I went to my job and I mustached as good as anybody. But you know, it did have a funny smell. Like if I brought my lip up, you could smell the mascara. So I'm thinking, I mean, it wasn't a bad smell. And I also thought, well, people use mustache wax. What's the difference? So then, to combat the smell, I just wore, wore a little cologne, put a little dab on the mustache, just a tiny little dab. Maybe some Halston. That was popular back then. Maybe some Polo. That was popular back then. No one wears cologne anymore. I mean, I, I wear solid cologne. No one sprays shit on, do they? Doesn't matter. <clears throat> I can't tell you how nervous I was when I was going to, you know, make out with a lady, what was going to happen with the mustache. Because, you know, when you're in college, it's, that's it. You get up more, it's like, am I going to hook up with a lady? And then it's like, I'll eat and I'll go to class, everything else. But when you're 20, the first thing is like, I wonder if I'll hook up with a lady today. And how's the mustache going to fare with that? My mascara mustache. I didn't know. You know what? I didn't care. It's like, it is what it is. It's waterproof. But you know what it's not? Smudge proof. So one day, gosh, I think, I don't know where I was, but there was a girl. I, I, I see her face in my, it's burned into my head. I do not know her name. She was a little sister in my brother's fraternity. He was a pike. I met her through that. She was cute as can be. She was digging my mustache. And at one point, we ended up at her place, her apartment. And we do what college people do. I'll spare you the details. It was dark. Wasn't thinking about my mustache. I had my hands full. It's concentrating on other things. And at the end of the night, you know, you walk out of the apartment, you kind of say your goodbyes at the door. And you leave. Go back to wherever I lived. Some crappy house, shitty apartment, I can't remember. It was a good day. It was a good freaking day. Until... (laughs) Oh my gosh, I gotta take a breath. Until she opens the door, I'm standing at the threshold. There's a light outside the door for her apartment. Shining in on her adorable little face which was now completely covered in smudge mascara from nose to chin. She's just smiling at me and I realized, oh shit. Never noticed it before it was dark in there. It looked like she went to Dairy Queen and put her face in the cone dipping chocolate solution. Like that, or she was like, like drinking water from the Willy Wonka Lazy River, just and smudged it all over her mouth, nose, facial, chin area. That's what it looked like. 
And immediately, it's like, I got to go. She's just grinning at me. It's like, hey, come back. Or let's hang out, whatever. I'll see you again. It's like, I'm re- I realize right there, it's like, yeah, no, I will never see you again. I will never speak to you again because you know something's up. I wonder if she does know to this day. It's like, yeah, man, I hooked up with this dude in college and I looked in the mirror. It's like everything was black smudging on my face. Poor girl. I don't, I, I, I honestly don't think I ever spoke to her again. But, you know, then I started thinking, it's like, she doesn't know that. She's not going to think that's mascara. No, no normal person would think that. That's a big leap. Yeah, I met this dude and he mascaras his mustache and he didn't tell me. They're not going to think that. They're going to think mustache wax. Yeah, I put a little mustache wax on my mustache. Makes it bold. And I had already decided if I ever got called on it, that was my story and I was sticking to it. At any rate, that's the only time I ever had full breakdown of mustache you know, planning that I can remember. And you know what? It wasn't long before I didn't need to do it anymore. But it was kind of a pain in the ass in your morning routine to, you know, fluff up your stash. But I did it. I was committed. I wish I knew that girl's name. I wish I could call her and say, hey, do you remember when this happened? She'd go, yes, I do remember. What the hell was up with that? And you know, that stuff's not easy to get off. You got to scrub it off. You can't just take a little Kleenex and wipe it off. It's makeup, man. And it's waterproof. It sticks on there like glue. She was probably scrubbing with a loofah to get that stuff off of her face. She probably had to rub it raw and red. And you know, I didn't have any on my face. I remember going in the car looking. It's like, yeah, it just looks looked normal. Somehow it stayed off of me. Mustache nose was taking care of me. That's right. Mustache taking care of me. Oh boy. Well, what a uh, what a great day, man. Sun finally came out. I've told you the mustache story. You know, that's all. I need. Mean, I can't top that right now. I'm not gonna tell you any more stories about college. I could. I could tell you lots of them, but that's a good one. So I'm gonna stop there. Guys, I'd like to thank my sponsors, Paul Berg, for the Chalky Chalk Report, even though we didn't have one today, because my back hurts. And these are fine. No chalk today. Uh, I'm going to thank my underwriters, Allison, Will, Schrader, my buddy Matt, for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, please rate and review. Send me a voicemail. You can do that. Sponsor me. It's for as little as 99 cents a month. Why not? That mustache story was worth a, a buck. Come on, it's quality, it's premium, premium content. And that's what I'm here for. Guys, have a great day. And we will see you next time on, eh, I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. My name's Bill Flanagan. See ya.
just irritated.